Welcome to Unstoppable Faith with Dr. Kazumba Charles. This program is designed to inspire you to stand on the Word of God and to help you build unshakable and unstoppable faith in Jesus Christ. Here's your host, Dr. Kazumba. Shalom and welcome to Unstoppable Faith. This is uh, Dr. Kazumba Charles. God bless you. Thank you for watching Unstoppable Faith and thank you for all the feedback that we get. Once again this week, we continue with uh, the young couple that uh, ministered last week. You watched their dance, you watched them sing, you watched uh, briefly how they met. But today we are going to talk about uh, their testimonies, how they make the Lord, their struggles, because there are so many people out there uh, in the world that are struggling. Uh, they are struggling in life. They don't know how to get out of it. Uh, uh, one of my, um, one of other, the, the, uh, the, 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 the thing that I've come to discover is that uh, whenever we hear the testimony from other people, it motivates us to move forward. And you're going to just hear a powerful testimony uh, uh, and I want you right now to just uh, you know uh, um, really focus on this as the Lord ministers to you through this testimony let me bring in my guest once again welcome to the program thank you for having, thank us, you for having us I I was amazed first with the music that you guys you did we talked about that and uh, today we're gonna touch on your testimony I'm gonna start with your wife ladies first ladies first how do you feel about that oh you should be jumping. I'm all about that hey you I'm should all about that. Yeah. okay Kamai Kamai yes. I have to pronounce it right Kamai yep. right yep you got it so here you are mm -hmm. in life, mm -hmm. ambitious and uh, so determined. Yeah. Tell us about that. Um, so my parents would always tell me, and I have memories myself of when I was a kid, I was just very determined to do it my own way. So they want to teach me how to use a spoon. I'm going to hold it in the way that I want to hold it. They're trying to correct it and put it in my hand the right way. And I'm like, no, I'm turning it this way and eat it like this and it still works. So that was how I was when I was a kid. And so that determination has always just been there. Um, and so it just, it's always just been, I've always just been driven and I just, I'm a fast-paced person. That's how I was. So I was just very fast-paced, moving through life. I want to do this. I want to do that. I'm going to do a little over here. I want to do a little over here. And that's just kind of how Self-driven, yep. self-determined, yep. ambitious, mm -hmm. trying to do it your way. Yes. <laughs> that's yes. good. You, you, yeah. you have no idea how many of us started that way. Mm -hmm. And we've come to learn what we're going to learn from you. Mm -hmm. uh, that's why, parents, I want you to stay tuned with your mm -hmm. kids because you're going to learn something in you. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then uh, the other thing is uh, in your life, self-righteous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
my goodness, that one is so big. So you yeah. are not self-righteous. Mm -hmm. Tell us more of, of, like, in that. which ways. Um, I would say kind of in growing up as a teen. So I grew up in a Christian home, right? Everyone, a lot of mm -hmm. people have that little story. It's like, I grew up in a Christian home, um, except Jesus in my life when I was five years old. And I was like, I just was, I didn't understand everything, but I was just very excited about this Jesus that my dad and my, my mom taught me about. And um, so when I was growing up, it was like, I always wanted to conduct myself in a way that would bring glory to God. That's just what my mentality was. However, what I didn't realize was I would say certain things where I was like, I see people doing that, but I'm not doing that. And it became more so about um, what I was doing and I wasn't doing. So it was more external behavior um, instead of what God had saved me from. So my mentality growing up was like, okay, so I'm not, I'm, I don't drink, I don't smoke. Like this was it. And it was just like a character check kind of thing, a mentality. And I was very proud of that, that God kept me from a lot of things. But in that mindset that I was in as a teenager, it was... I didn't realize that I was doing it and it was so subtle that I was slowly taking away God's glory because it became what I was doing and it wasn't so much focused on what God was saving me from or what God was leading me in. So I would say it was very um, almost blind to the fact that God saved me from a lot of things, um, but I really internalize that as myself. This is what I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. And so that's where I use the word self-righteous upon like reflection. And that's really what it was, um, trying to be good in my own self, in my own strength and not realizing that it's, it's Christ. It's Christ. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we go to another one and then, yeah. um, um, in your testimony, you say pride hidden in your heart, but disguised as being a good girl. Mm -hmm. That is huge also. I, I like what you say first on uh, self-righteousness. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, that is a good reminder for yeah. all of us to understand we did not get to this level or to do what we do mm -hmm. or to be where we are at. It is by the grace of God. Yeah. He's the one who has helped us. Yeah. Now, here's a big one now. Pride hidden mm -hmm. in your heart mm -hmm. and disguised mm -hmm. um, in being a good day good girl. Tell mm -hmm. us more about that. Mm -hmm. So I think that's still kind of along the sense of that self-righteousness. So um, I was just thinking that, again, I'm not doing this thing. I'm not out doing this thing and that thing. But I didn't realize that was pride and I became prideful that I wasn't engaging in certain things. So, and it was almost like even judgmental. What I didn't realize was it was like me being judgmental. Mm -hmm and looking at other people and what they were going through or what they were doing or what they were engaging in, um, it was kind of like, well, why are they doing that? And what, why are they doing that? And not really understanding the struggle that people go through, the struggle between the flesh and the spirit, and, and just not really understanding that walk because God saved me from so many things. I didn't understand that the underlining struggle so it was more like well if I can do this y'all can do it too yes. yeah and so that's where um, God exposed that in my heart um, mm -hmm. that that's what I was doing and being uh, from a Christian home yeah seeing your fathers and your mothers mm -hmm. you know dedication to God mm -hmm. and they live uh, 
you know, a, uh, a good life, we yeah. can say, because they are dedicated to, to God. And then mm. you see others yeah. who are not at that level, yeah. you'd uh, somewhat like look down upon. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that is, uh, wow, that is big. Now, mm -hmm. so things are changing at this time. And mm -hmm. then uh, you were involved in an accident. Yeah. And what happens with that? Yeah. So, like I was saying before, I was a very determined kid, very go-getter, let's go. And uh, I was in a car accident about 11 years ago, and that for me was like, God, pump the brakes in my life. Mm -hmm. It's like, hold on a second, girl, you're going way too fast, mm -hmm. you're trying to do this, this, and this, and that. And it was like, where am I in your plans? Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of like I had a plan for my life for what it was going to look like, and I was just adding God into it, into it yeah. instead of the other way around, mm -hmm. being like, this is, this is the life that you've given me, God. Where do you want to lead me? And so with this accident, um, it was very, very hard, to say the least. Um, I was a front seat passenger, and it was a clear day, and suddenly a car hit um, the car that I was in from behind. And I blacked out, and when I regained consciousness, I was like, okay, like, what happened? So it was just so quick. And... When I regained consciousness, I looked at my hands and my jeans. I saw some blood on my jeans, and I was like, I didn't know where it came from. Like, where am I bleeding from? What's going on? And so I, I felt kind of my face. I was afraid to look in the mirror because I was like, I don't know if my face looks jacked up now. <laughs> like, I'm not wow. sure. Uh, so then I looked, and my lip was actually split open. Wow. And uh, just, it was just, like I said, it was just so quick. And then instantly I started feeling pain come over my body. So it started in my neck and then it kind of went down. And I was just feeling pain instantly. And I'm like, I know something's off, something's wrong. Uh, so then I was assisted out of the vehicle by ambulance, went to the hospital. Got to the hospital, we did the x-rays and everything like that. I didn't sustain any broken bones. Um, gone. Yes. Um, the doctor at the time, however, told me that it might have been better that I did because I sustained a lot of soft tissue injury, and that is a lot harder to heal because it's tissue. Uh, so he was just kind of preparing me that I might be in a lot of pain. I will be in a lot of pain for the next couple of weeks, and he gave me protocol on what to do when I returned home. Um, so indeed, I was in a lot of pain, and I was prepared for that because that's what he told me. However, I wasn't prepared that weeks would turn into months and months would turn into years. Mm -hmm. um, and so in that time, I was just in a lot of physical pain all everywhere. So it started my neck, it went down. As time went on, it was just everywhere and everything. So brushing my hair was painful. Brushing my teeth was painful. Everything was just super painful. And I became really depressed because I was... Let's go, let's go, let's go. Mm -hmm. And then I couldn't do anything. So here is uh, a girl that is uh, mm -hmm. so ambitious, mm -hmm. determined, mm -hmm. self-righteous also, yep. full of uh, pride or proud. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you, you are involved in the accident. Mm -hmm. And uh, in your testimony, you state you began self-withdrawal. So you yep. are depressed now. Yep. You begin to withdraw yep. from the people. Tell us about that. Mm -hmm. So that was a really difficult time because I had a lot of friends, I did a lot of activities, dancing was something that I was doing, hip-hop, um, and so not being able to dance, not really being able to go out. Um, I just withdrew myself and I was just in bed all the time, cried, 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 
every day because it was just so painful and I wasn't used to that. Um, and so I just withdrew myself and it was just so many different emotions because as I was saying, I was preparing for weeks of pain, but then months of pain and then years of pain. And so I became very depressed and I was just like, I don't know what's going to happen. So you are deeply, deeply depressed. Mm -hmm. What is running in your mind? What did you do at this time? Um, I just, I kind of just cried out, but I think because there was roots, I had the roots of faith already in me. It wasn't like defeating to the point where I was like, this is just going to be my life. It was more so really realizing that God is sovereign and any moment my life can change. Um, however, I still wanted God to get the glory. And I was, I was really young. I was just um, going into my early early 20s at that time and so I was like I have this whole life ahead of me that I was excited to do all these things for and so I was just like how am I going to do this with this pain how am I going to do that and so I was like is this my new normal do I have to adjust now and then being able to digest that this is my new life mm -hmm. yeah now when at which point now did your faith mm -hmm. in uh, Jesus Christ and mm -hmm. placing your life mm -hmm. into his hand mm -hmm. came into play Mm -hmm. I think um, the moment that I realized that my life was not my own was the accident. And um, it was just a life-changing moment. I was just in the car going about my day-to-day, -day, and then it was like, boom. And I think in that moment, it was like, I, I like to think about kind of Saul on the road to Damascus, where it's like... He met with Christ like there was just that moment and I think for me that was the moment where I realized like I can't do anything of myself and before again self-righteous ambitious and I was like I can't do anything and so it was um, taking the focus off of me and being like God like you have your way in me so it was like a process of surrender and it was a process of you know what God you were walking with me this whole time and you still will walk with me and I'll surrender this to you and whatever you will do with it, you will do with it. And so that was kind of that defining moment for me. Now, before we talk about the painting, yeah. the current thing that you're doing, mm -hmm. uh, uh, one of the things that I like about your testimony is uh, mm -hmm. your upbringing because mm -hmm. uh, you were brought up despite all those uh, things that was going on in within your life. Mm -hmm. You were brought up in a Christian home mm -hmm. by, you know, parents who had put their faith yep. in God so that became like an anchor to yep. you to push you through life mm -hmm. and which is really good mm -hmm. so I just want you to speak yeah. to that and encourage yeah what is what are those two, two things um so I'd say the first thing mm -hmm. was um my dad so you know how in the bible it talks about being on milk mm -hmm. and being like babes mm -hmm. my dad gave us meat when I was five yeah. so meat in terms of the word mm -hmm. so he didn't like fully he realized that he didn't sorry he realized that i may not have grasped what he was saying but he didn't necessarily like break it down to bite-sized pieces for me so when we were studying the word of god it was like he divided it evenly so we talked about the blessings but we talked about the suffering and realizing that a lot of people just talk about the blessings and he made it very clear to me that when you say yes to Christ, these things will come along with it, right? So 
um, those who who desire to live godly will suffer persecution. Like these are things that I'm learning at five. I'm like, I don't even know what persecution means, but it doesn't sound very good. Um, so it was rooted in me that that's one of the things is one of the realities is that there's a suffering to the gospel of Jesus Christ and there's a cost to it. And so I realized that very young and he was just, both of my parents were very much so like, this is not our home. Earth is not our home. So we're passing through, right? And it was not so much of, you know, do this and go to school and, and these sort of things. Those became secondary to Christ. And that's what I've always seen was um, if my dad was called to do something, he, and he'd be honest, I'm afraid. So he didn't hide those things from me. And so it was like, do it, but do it afraid. And I was like, oh, okay. So fear is still there, right? You're still scared. You're a man of God, but that's still there, but you're still walking out. So I got to see the realities. I got to see um, the emotions. I got to see all those things, but still laying your life down. And so that was like what really grounded me, those two things. And then... Um, praying so when I was younger it wasn't just my parents saying okay I'm gonna pray for you guys my dad would start my mom would go and be like, okay you guys go mm -hmm. your turn and I'd be like okay uh, Jesus yeah right and then I pray so it, he it, they taught me how to pray mm -hmm. from a young kid so that the relationship became personal and it wasn't just my parents pray mm -hmm. and they taught me very young so those are the two I would say those are powerful yeah. powerful things mm -hmm. You do some uh, artistic thing apart from dancing. People mm -hmm. saw you dancing. Yep. Um, what are some of the things that you're working on? I can see some of the drawings uh, yeah. that you've done. So mm -hmm. did you do this or did, did. Mr. Cozy do it? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not me. Oh, did yes. you do that? Yeah, you wouldn't want to see me pick a brush up. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll stop right there. So tell us about the, what you do, the arts yeah. and, and yeah. everything, because I, I see some amazing stuff. Mm -hmm. I think what we're going to do is you can actually just grab it up and then we'll sure. show it. Sure. I think that would be good. So okay. just grab the piece that yeah. you want to show us, okay. um, uh, what it means and when yeah. you're painting, what uh, what is inspiring you to paint and stuff like that. So yeah. let's go right ahead. Okay. So uh, this is one of the pieces that I did. I believe this was 2019 when I did this piece. Mm -hmm. um, this honestly don't mean anything in terms of like subject matter, but I just like the colors. Mm -hmm. So I liked the the blues with the contrast with the oranges and the yellows, and I liked it um, and how it fit together. So I started doing landscapes a lot later on, mm -hmm. but I actually started with lions, which is why you see so many lions. Um, and it would be it wouldn't be right for me to talk about this part without talking about how I got there. So yes. just to get into that a little bit. Um, so depressed me, accident, um, I had to go to therapy. And um, I, I Wait saw... A Wait a minute. So you were that deeply depressed? Yeah. Talk yeah. to us about that. Because listen, we, we're dealing with um, a lot of that yep. uh, because of what is happening there. A lot of people that are, yep. you know, are dealing with that. So yep. just speak to that a yep. little bit. Yep, so what happened was I I was so withdrawn, I was so depressed, I knew that I needed help. I knew that I needed to talk to someone because it was just, all I could see was just dark. Just pain and dark, and that's all I could see. Though I, um, like I had mentioned, it was like God is sovereign. I'm like, I, I got to deal with what's going on inside of me, and I knew that I needed to talk to someone. So I never shied away from Jesus and therapy, the two together. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's a stigma with getting help and getting counseling. That's true. That's um, true. But I knew that I needed to talk to someone because I knew mm -hmm. I was feeling a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. So I went to therapy, and I 
that was just one of the people I saw. I'm telling you, I saw physiotherapists, I saw mas massage therapists, um, I was working with a chiropractor. Like every day, like four days, a w uh, four times out of the week, I was seeing a different specialist because the pain was so bad. And they were just working on me to try to make the pain more manageable. Mm -hmm. um, so when I had gone to therapy, um, I was just, I remember sitting in the chair and I was like, I just have so much pain, so many emotions. It's mm -hmm. not just physical now, it's mm -hmm. emotional. Mm -hmm. This wasn't going on for months now mm -hmm. and I don't know what to do. And so the therapist said, have you ever tried painting? And I said, no, I actually haven't tried painting, but I don't know how to express myself because I can't dance because that's too mm -hmm. painful. So let me, let me, let me try. I'm, I'm, I'm open to giving it a try. And so prior to that moment, I actually never painted before. So that's what I was going to ask. So yeah. you never painted before. No. Life mm -hmm. has gotten you into a depressed moment, deeply mm -hmm. depressed. You yep. are in the corner with a drone, yep. uh, deeply depressed. By the way, let me just say this. Just because you know Jesus doesn't mean that you are immune from depression. Mm -hmm. Because you are feeling depressed doesn't mean that you don't love Jesus more. Mm -hmm. You can mm -hmm. you can be a Christian mm -hmm. and still be depressed. Mm -hmm. You just have to do like what she did. Look for help yeah. somewhere. Yeah. So prior to all that, you mm -hmm. never painted before. No. My goodness. No. Talk, talk, talk. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I said I'm 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 open to trying because I don't know what else to do. Mm -hmm. And so after that conversation mm -hmm. I had a dream mm -hmm. and I get a lot of dreams. Mm -hmm. A lot of prophetic dreams mm -hmm. and in that dream I was sitting down and I saw a canvas in front of me mm -hmm. and I saw paints all set up beside me on my right side mm -hmm. I saw paintbrushes I saw water everything that I needed to paint mm -hmm. and um, I I looked at the canvas and it was almost as if I could hear God speaking to me mm -hmm. and teaching me how to paint mm -hmm. And so I saw the colors and they're already laid out and I was taking a color and then trying to mix it with another color. I'm like, I, I felt like I can't do this. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And I could hear slow down, take this color and mix it with this color. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. So then I do it and I'd mix it. And then I was painting and this color and this color, mix it, painting. And so I'm painting in my dream. Mm -hmm. And the first thing, when it all came together, I took a step and I looked back and it was a lion. Wow. And that was the first thing I saw. I was a lion. And I'm like, okay. And then I woke up from that dream and I was like, I'm going to try to paint a lion. Mm -hmm. And I set up just exactly how my dream was. Mm -hmm. Didn't have much. I went out. I got some dollar store paint. And you know, it's a very good dream when you dream about the lion. Mm -hmm. The lion is a symbol of yep. God. Yep. Yep. Strength. Yeah. And power. So mm -hmm. that is uh, really, really good. Mm -hmm. So t t go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So, um, I, I just looked at a picture of a lion and it was just so powerful. Like I've obviously I've seen lions, but like it was just so powerful studying the lion, looking at a, a portrait of a lion and then going to draw it in the canvas. And um, when I finished, it was, uh, I'm trying to remember the first time what the scripture was. Um, there's a scripture that came to mind and I, I ended up painting a scripture. And that was it. And I painted it, and it was like really amateur. But I was like, oh, it's a lion. Like, oh, I can actually paint. There's something here. And that's when I started looking into it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And so then I just kept painting and painting and painting. And that's how, that's why there's so many lions. Right. Let's see the other painting here yeah. before we run out of time. No problem. I'm going to put this one down here. We have this one here. And then uh, who is this African lady? Um, This is actually just a little girl. I I wanted to paint. A little 
a little black girl, mm -hmm. um, and I wanted to explore a different style than I was used to, um, and so this is more so like graffiti style um, mm -hmm. street art. Um, this is my first time trying it, so I was like, let me try it, so and then really it turned that. out, and I was like, I liked it, so it was a different style, and I, I'm open to trying different styles, mm -hmm. um, and then I think it's really relevant even, I brought this one today because of the climate with everything going on with yes. racism and mm -hmm. everything like that so I brought this one I've had this one for I think about four years now and, and what I've, does that speak to you for me um, it's just like the innocence of a child mm -hmm. right but she's she's black and it's kind of like the world that she lives in there's gonna be some trouble but mm -hmm. the colors are just the innocent you can see the innocence in her eyes mm -hmm. and she has no idea what what's, what the, going, what's on. going to happen and what's mm -hmm. going on. She's just looking in the eyes of a child. And mm -hmm. so I brought this one just um, in the light of what's happening what's currently. Happening the world. That is mm -hmm. really good. Mm -hmm. That is a good point right there. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. you have another one. Let's see mm -hmm. the other one. Yeah. Can you pass that one? Your husband it's will a help big one. Bring that one. It's a big yeah. one. Yeah. So this one here. Um, again, I was getting into some landscapes. Um, with this one, and I like doing landscapes as well because it just reminds you of creation. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Thank you. It reminds you of creation. Do we have something like this from you in the studio? Yeah, would you something? like one? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It'll give me motivation to keep painting these. So. That's good. And yeah. we're gonna, we're gonna, yeah. Because we're going to talk about how people can get some yeah. of these. I think I spoke to you. Mm -hmm. These could be fantastic for mm -hmm. people to have in their, in their home mm -hmm. because of the spirit in which they are mm -hmm. being painted into. But anyway, mm -hmm. tell us, uh, so what mm -hmm. is uh, going on here? Um, so this is just kind of like, for me, what this represents is God and creation. And so there's just the atmosphere, the heavenlies, and everything that he created, the land and the water and everything like that. So I think this one came to mind when I was reading Genesis mm -hmm. and the creation. So I was just reading the creation story. And I'm like, I would love to try to capture something. Um, and so this one kind of came to mind. And this one was really fun to paint because I used um, just regular paint brushes, mm -hmm. but I also used a scalpel knife. So that's how you can see a lot of the, yeah. the detail here. Let's just put it up here yeah. so that the people can see. On there, this is this is really stunning, like really beautiful. Thank you. Wow, Thank I know, you. I know. Husband wishes he can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry Thank about you. That. Now we got we got this one here. You got that one there. Also, yeah. So I want you to tell us to walk us through with this one. With here. this one, okay. So put this one down. Okay. Here. So this is, um, I think, the second time I tried using pencil. So mm -hmm. I usually use acrylic paint. Mm -hmm. um, with this one, I went into uh, pencils and. Uh, just went into a lot of detail doing a, a, a portrait here. Um, this one took me, I think, like four days to do. Mm -hmm. So it usually takes a long time. Um, but yeah, I really focused on the eyes and getting the light in the eyes. Mm -hmm. um, and trying to, it was very interesting creating like black hair. Because mm -hmm. I was like, it's like difficult. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, yeah, so this one's not paint. This one's pencil and so charcoal. So when you're painting like this, what is going on in your mind? How, what is nothing, nothing. nothing. I put on worship music and I just go for hours. That's it. Wow. wow. It's very simple and it's still very therapeutic for me. So. That is really, really yeah. powerful. Thank hey, you. Hey, people of God, I just, we're running out of time here. Uh, that was uh, uh, Kamai. I have to uh, really, really learn how to say this word. The uh, <laughs> name was beautiful, a beautiful name. Uh, uh, she told me that um, if you forget my name, just say, remember Kauai or Hawaii. Yeah. 
Awayo Kwai, but really beautiful, beautiful, beautiful young woman of God. Uh, um, I love her and the husband and what they stand for. Uh, I just love the combination, uh, the gelling of, uh, 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 you know, letting God use them with their passion to inspire and, uh, you know, to, to do what God has called them. We need to encourage this generation to be all that God created them to be. Not everybody can be a preacher like myself, but they can minister through arts, they can minister through dances, they can minister through hip-hop music, they can minister in so many different words. And as a church, as the body of Christ, we need to inspire them to do just like that. We don't have to let the enemy steal these talents for the world we can keep them in the church and keep them motivated may the lord bless you may the lord keep you as you continue watching unstoppable faith until then god bless you shalom faith is the currency of the kingdom of god thank you for tuning in to unstoppable faith with dr kazumba charles if this program has been a blessing to you, write to us at life at and share your testimony.